0: Blog Talk Radio. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of Reality Check Radio. I am your host, George Alonso. We're having some technical difficulties here today at the studio, and we do apologize about that. Uh, you know, this is what happens when you end up paying Comcast uh, a ton of money and they don't give you for what, what it's worth. Uh, so, guys, welcome. You know, I, I'm not going to hold back punches, hence the title of the show, Reality Check Radio. I am not going to hold back. I'm real like that. I'm sorry. But anyway, guys, uh, on with the show. You know, the show must go on as we are professionals here on Reality Check Radio, unlike other places that don't know how to give service. Uh, first and foremost, let's go ahead and introduce our, our team of professional staffs. First, uh, with Ladies First, I'm talking about the, 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 the ambassador of women's wrestling, I have to say, Millie. Millie, how are you doing?
1: Hello?
2: Hello? Hello?
1: Hi.
3: Hello? Royal Bank. All right. Last night at the Clash of Champions, Xavier Wood enlisted the aid of Francesca to to help Biggie and Kofi Kingston defeat Luke Harper while they actually messed up. Here it says Luke Harper and Carl Anderson. They met Lou Gallows, but it's all right. Extending the New Days Tag Team Championship reign to 400 days in the process due to controversial conclusion to that bout, however. Gallows and Anderson have demanded a rematch, which will occur tonight. Will the New Day's historic reign come to an end? Must see fallout from the best-of-seven series conclusion. The seventh, be- the seventh bout in Cesaro and Sheamus' best-of-seven series was set to determine which at least powerful Raw superstars is more physically dominant, except it didn't. Last night at WWE Class of Champions, the Swiss Superman and the Celtic Warrior fought to another contest. And it remains to be seen what exactly this means in the eyes of Raw General Manager Mick Foley. Does this series end in a draw, or will it extend to an eighth match? We will find out how the Hardcore Legend will proceed tonight. Will chaos continue among the cruiserweights?
1: Little Punk, I don't mean to interrupt you. Yeah. This is Rick Foley, Executive Producer. Just letting you know that uh, we are about to be rejoined by George and Millie. So we're about to restart the show. Excellent job, Little CM Punk. So if y'all just bear with us for one moment, George and Millie right back on the show. And here we are. Welcome back, Millie.
4: (laughs) Oh, friggin' technical difficulties, as always. Don't
1: you just love it? That's the beauty of the internet. It's uh, hit or miss sometimes. (laughs) I don't know if you're listening,
3: Millie Uh, have to cover all of this for us. Little
1: CM Punk did did a bang-up job. He covered the entire pay-per-view from last night, and he led us into the Raw Preview. For this evening. Awesome.
4: Awesome. Good job,
1: my little punk, holding down the fort. Now we're just waiting on <laughs> George Alonzo and we can get the ball rolling one more time.
5: So, <laughs> Millie, why don't you
1: tell us, uh, give us your thoughts on, uh, on the pay-per-view. We had the, the nice fortune of being able to watch it with you at an undisclosed yes. location last night. Your feedback. Awesome.
4: Yes. Um, for me, um, overall, you um, know, Clash of Champions last night was pretty awesome for me, except for, you know, two minor matches. Um, As we spoke about earlier today, um, definitely the first match with um, the club versus the New Day. Keeping the titles, I love the New Day as champions, I do, but I think their reign is really, truly has come to an end. And, you know, I understand that they're trying to break world world records. I 100% agree. But I just think it's, you know, time for the club to, you know, have their reign, you know, to have their reign. Last match of the night, uh, Seth versus Kevin Owens was definitely another good one, but uh, dead air for 10 minutes for me, it was just, uh, I, I don't, I, it was just, it was like really a, a miss. It was just like, okay, where are they going with this now? Now, of course, if everyone saw Stephanie's face, now was she hinting that she knew the whole time? Triple H is going to come out with the smirk.
1: Yeah, certainly some uh, some storylines building here that they can hopefully they can run with and and keep the this program moving on at a at a nice fresh pace.
4: Yeah, definitely agree. Women's match was definitely good because again, these women have history. These were the original four horsemen, you know, or horsewomen, I should say. So that match was definitely a good one. Charlie retaining. Not a big fan. Good. Um, um, Charlotte's pretty good, but I just really think it's. Um, again, it was last night should have been new, new, new champions with uh, you know with their titles. It shouldn't have been so so many retentions for me. I definitely did not like the you know Roman Reigns taking you know the U.S. title. Definitely proud of that. Where it should be, well you know a natural born U.S. mowing you know. Not some uh, Bulgarian brute. Just saying, that's my thing. <laughs>
1: what did you? Um, were, yeah. What was your feeling on the uh, T.J. Perkins, the Brian Kendrick uh, match for the Cruiserweight Classic Championship? What were your thoughts?
4: T. J., no, the T.J. Perkins uh, Kendrick. It was. It was a really awesome. Good. I really loved it. I did. But there was a lot of botches on Kendrick's to end. towards T.J. A lot of botches. You know, it was just. But now they're going to start a feud because as, as whoever did watch, if they did not, um, you know, TJ and uh, Kendrick was kind of showing good sportsmanship and, you know, Kendrick uh, kind of headbutted TJ on the down low. And, you know, so there's definitely going to be a feud there going on. You know, Kendrick has been a vet. He's a vet in the industry. So, it's you know, they're both vets, but TJ is in the sense in the, on the younger spectrum for me. So it's going to be pretty good to see, you know, age versus age at this point for the cruiserweight. And what do you Just expecting
1: for 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 RAW? How, how do you think the the events of last night are going to translate into into tonight's show?
4: Um, I'm the whole again with the Kendrick and TJ. Uh, there's definitely going to be a big feud there. I do feel someone who's going to lose their title tonight, um, and I have a feeling it's going to be the New Day. Uh, because again, they, their reign is coming to an end because they want to build, one, they want to beat world records here. So their reign is probably going to be ending tonight for me. Um, I, there's definitely going to happen something in the women's um, division, you know, especially after last night. You know, Charlotte's got to have her last word when it comes to retaining her, ti- her title, as always.
1: Millie, Millie so, I hate well, to cut you off, but be- uh, we are going to be right back. We finally have our connection at 100%, and George Alonzo should be joining us momentarily. The following is a disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the host, guest, and callers, and are not necessarily those of the Roman Show Network, its management, or other advertisers.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, children across the... Oh, f- it. let's go off script. It's time for a reality check. The most real talk show on the net is back and better than ever, covering all and everything with pro wrestling, the current, the past, and especially the future of pro wrestling. We'll talk overcoming struggles from the independents to pros and news from all around the wrestling world. We have no filters, so controversy is always welcome. This is your
3: reality
0: check. (laughs) 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 I have to start the show while laughing you know, kind of to play off the gimmick of that intro, you know, the evil laugh, (laughs) me. Anyway, uh, listen, folks, and I think one of our listeners can agree to me with this because he's very, very tech savvy. Uh, I'm talking about our favorite photographer in the world, uh, Speedy. Uh, By the way, follow him for Speedy's Productions on Facebook. Um, He's uh, Reality Check Radio's official photographer. Uh, But, guys, uh, do not pay... For a top-notch service from Comcast, when they're not even going to give you 50% of it, okay? <laughs> because that's what we've been what, what we've been uh, dealing with for the last literally for the last 20 minutes. And I give a round of applause to my two hosts here. Of course, I'm talking about Ricky and, and Millie. Uh, for and and Nick, of course, uh, you know for basically holding down the show for what they did, and massive respects to you guys for what you did. Uh, you know it, it was a big emergency situation, and you guys kept it professional. So great job, you both. And by the way, everyone now in the chat room is saying Comcast sucks. <laughs> so so it typical, right?
1: Very typical. This is Rick but, Foley. And I want to just tell you, George, kudos to Little CM Punk. He gave us a complete rundown of last night's pay-per-view as well as a preview of tonight's Raw. So, Little CM Punk, job well done, my friend. Thank you, thank you.
0: Well, uh, Great job, Little CM Punk, great job. And, guys, I know, like I said, I know we're we're starting 20 minutes late, and and I apologize, but, you know, I'm going to apologize for what Comcast should be doing. Uh, for not giving you guys what we promised at 6 o'clock, but we're here and it's reality check radio and we're real. You know, it, it, it happens, guys. It's live radio. What can you expect? It, it it happens to the best of us. You know, photographers have had issues with lenses missing so they can't take pictures or cameramen that forgot to connect their camera and they can't even, re- they think they're, they're recording and they haven't recorded for an hour. So basically, it. It happens. It happens in the entertainment business, and we're back. really great job by the way, holding it down. Uh, also, I, I was I, I overheard you talking a little bit, but guys, I uh, I have to say I know you guys gave your two cents on a couple things while I was gone. Uh, you guys were giving your two cents on Monday Night Raw today. And obviously, Nick. I mean, sorry. Little, wow, I went kayfabe there. Little CM Punk, uh, basically, uh, to hell with uh, gimmicks, right? Uh, right, Rick Foley. I, I just ruined it right there. Uh, basically, um, K-tab
1: is done. what happened? k type is done. <laughs> <No> more- <laughs> yep.
0: Well, basically, no. Little CM Punk will always be little CM Punk, okay? But basically. True. You know, the the point is, is this, uh, we're back, we're going to start fresh, starting now, and we already have our first guest waiting on us, so we're going to start with a bang, so by, by all means, are you guys ready to speak with some Bruce Owens?
4: Yep. I'm definitely ready, and I think Matthew needs to stop trying to call in and get me my coffee already, like, I don't understand what he's doing right now, like, I... <laughs> Listen, time. Millie.
0: Listen, Millie. The fact that he hasn't gotten my entrance music <laughs> is already bad. So don't don't even get me started in that in that topic, okay? Because I'm still waiting on my freaking entrance music. So let's go ahead. <clears throat> let's go ahead and call out to Bru- Mr. Bruce Owens as he's awaiting us. Now, this is a guy literally that I'm very, very honored to speak with just for the fact that he's been in the business for over three decades. He's dealt with many, many greats in this business. So if I have to say, like, not to disrespect Mr. Maluda or Mrs. Rose, you know, for their interviews, but if there's anyone that's going to literally give us a story within these last three episodes, it's going to be Bruce. So I really cannot wait to hear what he has to say. Now, Millie, do you have any uh, – have you seen Bruce in action when he's wrestling in the ring?
4: Not wrestling, but I have um, uh, honored seeing him at um, Ronan the last two, eleven 11 and 12, um, both refs, you know, being the referee, of course. And listen, I love that man. With his smile, when he come, when he comes out, and everyone's chanting Bruce, 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 I'm ready. I'm like I'm <laughs> ready to chant it right now. I'm ready right
0: now. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> well, as a well, as a matter of fact, there's a person in this room that could literally say has beaten the legendary referee Bruce Owens, and that's our very own little CM Punk when he won the PDQ Battle Royal. Woo-hoo. Little CM Punk, you 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 think? Uh, you think he's going to let you down with that one?
3: How <laughs> uh, you know, he's always giving me you know, stuff and complains about it. But, you know, as you saw when you were there, I'd be in fair and square. So, I don't know why he's still complaining about that, you know, making excuses. <laughs> you know. Hey,
0: hey, are you ever going to give the poor guy a, a rematch for that trophy?
3: Whenever he's ready, I'm ready for it. <laughs>
0: All right, well, as a matter of fact, just because of that, that's one of the first questions I'm gonna ask him and by the way, literally speedy <laughs> so so let's go ahead and reach out to <laughs> because he's counting the how many times did I say literally that's six by the way, <laughs> so let's go ahead and call up Bruce Owens, God, I can't believe Speedy's keeping count of how many times I say literally seven. <laughs> Alright, so let's go ahead and open up the line here Let's open up the lines to Mr. Owens He's on the line, Mr. Owens, are you there?
6: Yes, good evening
0: Uh, Good evening,
6: Mr. Bruce, how how are you doing today? Good, how are you doing?
0: Uh, I can't complain, Bruce You know, we're here enjoying the weather Uh, Comcast giving us horrible service when it comes to internet You know, it's the whole nine yards It feels like an indie wrestling show here (laughs)
6: <laughs> you know, it's no better than San Antonio, Texas. Comcast doesn't work out here either.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> boom. I think uh, listen to Reality Check Radio, guys, where you could hear the bashing of Comcast live. Anyway, so, Bruce, uh, how, how's it going? You know, I know you're you're a legendary referee. How, how How's it been going? I haven't seen you in a long time. I hope to see you very shortly, but uh, how you been?
6: Hey, um... Still having a great time, you know. It's been almost 40 years in the business, and uh, you know, every day's uh, another good day, another good match, another day, another backdrop, you know. So, uh, still enjoying it, having a great time.
0: Well, now that you say match, uh, I have to ask this quick question uh, before I start your interview. Uh, Here's my very quick question. How are you feeling now after your loss to one of our co-hosts in the PDQ Battle Royal, which he's right over there in that corner? Uh, You still have any rivalry towards Lil' CM Punk, uh, Bruce?
6: First of all, I want to let everybody know that his parents altered his birth certificate. It is really CM Punk. (laughs) and it's been altered by his parents to try to give the man some integrity. I have nothing to do with that, but I've got an original copy that's certified and notarized to know that his real name is B.M. Punk. (laughs)
5: Listen,
0: Bruce, from from what I understood, from what I heard earlier, I don't know if you heard just recently, but little C.M. Punk said that he's willing to give you a rematch anytime you're ready.
6: A rematch, he ambushed me in the parking lot, told me he wanted to come in and take a photo op in the ring with me. Next thing I know, I just had uh, surgery in my leg. He's kicking my knee, he drops me down, and puts me in the Anaconda lock, of lock on me and makes me tap out. Now, I don't know where it came from, but it went from a photo op to me getting getting choked. I might let you know if you look at the pictures, he was clearly choking me. For self-preservation, <laughs> I tapped. In respect to the audience, I didn't want people to see me dying in front of all their little kids. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. So, little
6: punk, uh, well, when I'll, whenever I'll, your... I'll take him on again, I'll, I will. This time, I'll make it fair. I'll, I'll start on my knees, and I'll take him to school. <laughs> it's real easy.
3: Well, uh, if you I think at, if you uh, keep at this rate, you won't get any meatballs, Bruce. Hey, no, like, oh, oh, hang on, oh. we
6: got something to talk about. The, the 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 kid's mom, you know. And really, I thought about this today. Is is when he is going to break into pro someday? Because honestly, he's got some talent. Okay, is I would name him C M Race. That would should be his ring name. Because everyone knows him as C M, and he'll never get away with it by going by any other name. But I think he should go as C M Race. But um, he's obviously he's going to be t- talent of the future.
0: Oh, well, well, there. Man, the freaking three guests in a row. Little CM Punk gets praised. You know what? I like a little bit more, and we're gonna have to give little CM Punk his own show on this darn network. I'm anyway. getting a little jealous over here, man. I'm a
4: little I'm just, yeah, I'm just
0: saying. <laughs> and, and one <laughs> thing man, you I don't mess with is a jealous woman. Yeah, exactly. I'm ready to
4: fight, Steven. What's good? Let me know.
0: Well well all I know is that uh I know another Ronin show is coming up or an ICW show is coming up and and a couple of other shows. Maybe we'll see Bruce Owens versus little CM Punk in one of those shows. But anyway, uh Bruce, so let's go ahead and, and start this off here. You know, like you were telling me earlier, you've been in this business for a little over forty years. That's over forty uh four decades. And literally, you, you've seen them come and go. You've seen them all. Like you've done your your things in the business, uh, worked all over the world. You know. So let's start from the way beginning. What what grew, What made you grow passionate to come into the business?
6: Well, it was kind of ironic because I had my brother, and my brother to this day still has his first communion money. You know, God bless him for that. But my brother used to charge me gas money, so he would drive drive me and might have to buy a ticket for him and his friend to, to go to the matches down in Miami. And I grew up in Miami at the time. And, uh, you know, like anybody else, I just loved wrestling. And, and, you know, you have to understand back then we didn't have all the sports teams that we had uh, back then going back into, you know, the 60s and early 70s. So, uh, wrestling was really great. It was on Wednesday nights in Miami. You know, they scalped tickets at 7 o'clock. I mean, they sold out the convention center that held anywhere from five to 7,000 people. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I started off actually as a photographer. And um, I used to develop pictures, and this is black and white folks, and it goes back in time. But I could make an 8x10 for 13 cents. I'd sell it to the wrestlers for 50 cents, they'd sell it for a dollar. And back then, the wrestlers made more money selling my pictures than they did wrestling. So I became friends with a lot of these guys, and uh, one thing led to another. Um, A timekeeper died at the Miami Beach Convention Center, and I ended up uh, taking his place that night because the guy died. And um, I actually snagged the guy's tie from him while the paramedics were working on him. He was gone. But I took the tie and wow. rolled it up in, his pocket, in my pocket. I was a poor kid growing up in Hialeah. I didn't have much money. And I rolled that tie up, put it in my pocket. And next week I had a white shirt and the same tie on, and I became the timekeeper at Miami Beach and later you know, became an announcer as a guest announcer when the regular announcer couldn't make it. And then Florida started running uh, double shots, which is two sounds in the same night and um, I started as an announcer, and then, you know, after that, one thing led to another. I wanted to become a referee because I got tired of carrying the suits and ironing my shirt every night after traveling, so uh, I became a referee, and that's kind of the story, and you know, here I am 42 years later still doing it, you know.
0: Uh, But Bruce, uh, like how you were saying, you were a ring announcer, you were a timekeeper, uh, you know, you were all of that, but like, as a passionate fan of, of of wrestling, like how you were saying, like going into the business, did did maybe did it ever occur to you that you also wanted to be a wrestler while you were doing all of that? Did did that ever cross no, your man. mind? Saying, hey, it,
6: no, here's the thing, like I my. I uh, had the dreams like everyone else wanted to be in the ring and everything, but I looked in the mirror and I knew I couldn't be a wrestler, you know. I was <laughs> this uh, little skinny kid. that was. A, I got out of high school, I weighed 133 pounds soaking wet, you know, oh. and I was eating all of Mama Punk's meatballs that were delicious, I might add. Give her a plug. <laughs> but, um, no, um, I I wanted to be in uh, the ring. I often wanted to be a manager. I only managed like two times in my career. Um, I loved being a bad manager, so that was fun. But um, I figured as a referee, I get more time in the ring than the wrestlers. And every time their hand goes up for a victory, so does mine. So it was ideal um, for the fact that um, I got the same benefits as far as traveling, going all over. but I actually got a lot more exposure. I mean, I remember being in stores, you know, up in Tampa and everything, and guys go, oh, you're the referee from wrestling, and I'm standing next to two wrestlers, and because they weren't on TV very much or didn't have much time in the ring, they didn't even recognize they were wrestlers, you know, so so uh, it was pretty neat getting a little bit of the recognition and everything, but um, I really kind of wanted to be a referee because I knew I didn't, I you know, wasn't big enough to be a wrestler, and, and uh, so I was just happy doing that.
0: Awesome. And, and, and now that I, I, we talk about, you know, the whole wrestling thing, you know, obviously 40 years in the business, you were already refereeing during this time, uh, but do, like, do you feel like uh, like a name, to, to throw a name out there, do you feel like a, a name like a Dangerous Danny Davis gave more credit to the wrestlers, I mean, sorry, to the referees than originally you guys ever had? Because I know that Dangerous Danny Davis also did it did it a revolution for referees they kind of like it kind of made people say oh referees are entertaining too they're actually part of story they're part of everything you know did, did that is that how you felt like while you were reffing and and of course danny davis doing his thing then
6: yeah, well, well, back then, you know, what people didn't know a lot of times was uh, Danny on certain periods in between. There were nights at, at the WWF when it was WWF back then that uh, he worked under a hood, under a mask when somebody didn't show up. And he might and later on come in and referee the same night. And people didn't know that, but... Um, he did add it because what was interesting was they got to see this villain referee, and before, you know, they'd blame us for missing a call here and there, but when uh, Danny did his gimmick, and all of a sudden everybody said, wow, this guy, uh, you know, this is neat, the referee's got some personality too, and, you know, they can be a bad guy too, and I mean, it was apparent by... Uh, going out there and watching the tapes and seeing the crowd boom, And, you know, he didn't even make his way to the ring, and the crowd was on fire and stuff like that. So, so yeah, it was good as well as, uh, you know, some of the other referees have done some heel turns and over their career and stuff with the Twins and the Hebners and stuff. So, you know, um, but, yeah, he kind of paved the way to make it happen for the refs.
0: It, and, you know, how you were just saying how Danny Davis made his name when he finally did the whole refer, uh, referee turns heel, I believe it was during Tito Santana's uh, intercontinental title uh, defense against Greg the Hammer uh where, uh, you know, Danny Davis cost uh No, it was Tito Santana versus uh honky tonk man, I believe. Uh, where Danny Davis cost him the intercontinental title, so basically, you know with that being said, you know that made the the world notice referees now, for you, Bruce, what do you feel it was was that made people notice you because fans now every time they see you Bruce they chant for you they're literally all over anywhere you go you're you hear the crowd going Bruce 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 so what started the the revolution of Bruce Owens
6: I have no idea you know I I think some of it had to do with uh the fact that you know there's a lot of fans locally, I know, and and I always made time for the fans and especially for their kids. I remember being a little kid and it was the kayfabe days, and you know the heels didn't talk to anybody, the baby faces were with the pretty girls, and you know a lot of times the fans didn't get time with, but I always made time for the fans, and I think sometimes it was just the fact that some of those BPC they're adults and they're they are now with their kids, and some of them aren't kids, some are teenagers and stuff. So you know, like I said, over for decades i've seen you know i've seen uh people go out i've seen people get married i've seen people have kids i've seen the kids become adults and go to the matches and bring their kids so i've i've always just made myself available and and i think that has a lot to do with it Um, because in reality, everybody wants to get close to the business. And like all sincerity, I'll give you an example, little CM Punk, you know, um, he does a great job. I mean, he gets ready for, he does more for getting ready for matches than we do or I do. But when he comes, he's part of the show. And and it's important. And I think the same thing will ha- follow him in time. Just like the crowds have, everybody knows who CM Punk is. There's a time when the crowd knew, who's this kid dressed like CM Punk? And now everybody in the locker room knows who he is. So the fact that he's okay. been out there making himself accessible to people is the same thing that worked for me. It's working for him, you know? Nice.
0: Well, hey Bruce. I, first and foremost, I have to say thank you very much for speaking with me. I got two other hosts here that that are itching to speak with you as well and learn some more about different parts of your career. So the first one I'm going to pass it you to because I'm a gentleman. Is uh, ladies first. So uh, Millie, the the microphone will be yours, and Mr. Owens is ready and willing.
4: Hello. Hey,
6: Millie. How are hey, you? Are you? I'm doing well. How are you how doing? Are you? <laughs> good thing It's good to, Good that he told you You're first And uh, you're actually Number two I'll just clarify that
4: <laughs> Yeah no, I'm number two <laughs> um, You know It's been a pleasure Honestly My pleasure To actually watch You The know, last two Ronins And you know I'm actually One of your biggest fans I'm actually The the one Who chants Bruce I have to admit it I am one of them
6: <laughs> Well that makes me Feel good
4: Awesome I'm glad Now um like George was saying, I know George is saying that you, um, you've um you been doing this for uh, pretty much four decades. Um, my question is really about more of um, who have you really ran into in the industry um, that you're pretty much proud of today who's actually a big name for all of us that know.
6: Well, God, I'll, because the audience varies and there's so many people, I actually go back a little and bring it forward. But, you know, I mean, in the day, you know, in my day, some of the big names were at the time where, you know, they, the Graham family and Eddie Graham, Mike Graham. Uh, and then we move into like Wahoo McDaniels, Rick Flair, who's, you know, past his prime, but still in the business these days, Hulk Hogan, the rock, uh, you know, he's all around uh, the rock's dad. Um, when we ran the territory in Florida, Rocky Johnson. And, you know, I, I saw the rock when he was a kid to where he is today. You know, and the amazing thing about him is he's still the great person. He's always been, you know, it's uh You know, he treats everybody the same, and uh, all his fame and stardom never went to his head. But I would say probably the the likes of Hogan, Flair, uh, Ricky Steamboat, um, Hogan, you know, those are your main names. And um, whenever you see in a business, I mean, there's been everybody in between, but those are the main names that, you know, if you want to look at people that have had real long runs and successful in Hollywood as well as in the ring, those, those pretty well take up the names.
4: Yeah.
6: And I'll never so, forget Andre I, the Giant because he can drink some beer, and I spent many nights with
3: him.
4: Awesome, awesome. But I know um, a, a little Bernie has told me that you've actually had on um, honors to um, actually, you know, be among Dusty Rose. How was that? Because I know his two sons are pretty awesome at what they do, especially Cody. Um, so what do you? What, what's your output on him?
6: Judge, you know, it's terrible to say that I, I rolled through those names without mentioning the dream. And and Dusty, you know, I, I spend probably three or four nights a week on the road with Dusty in the old days. And, and uh, sometimes, you know, Dusty was instrumental in my break and becoming a referee in different places I was in the business. And um, sometimes I don't mention his name like that because I don't want people to think, well, yeah, Dusty gave me a good run, a good push, and this and that. Um you know, and I'm plugging them. But, so I usually let people like yourself say that. Dusty is probably one of the most charismatic guys that was ever in the business. Um, I saw Dusty when he used to be about 255 throwing drop kicks um, to where he was. He gained a lot of weight, and still he did everything the same. I mean, he'd go out there and do 60-minute matches, and Tampa we did 90 minutes, and uh, And from a performer, I mean, he sold out Madison Square Garden every place he went. And he went to prove that, you know, there's a psychology to this business because if fans went just to watch wrestling, Dusty wasn't the best wrestler. Dusty was a brawler, a fighter, the people's champion. But uh, he wasn't the scientific wrestler, you know. And to see a guy like him, he could sell buildings out. And you have guys that were some of the greatest wrestlers, who couldn't sell a building out. So that alone speaks to what he brought to the table that night when he went to entertain the fans. Yeah. That's awesome. You
4: know, I it's, it's honestly my honor to, you know, just know that side of Dusty because again, we all know, we all know and love Dusty the way we, we you know, the way we've known him, you know, from through the WWE eyes for a lot of people. A lot of people don't know him, well, you know, in his indie years and stuff. So, you know, it's pretty awesome to, you know, know who the, who he was in his way and then going into WWE status. Um now his boy. I I I they're a freaking comedians. I've actually had the honor to actually meet Cody and he's just amazing. Um, now, how yeah. do you feel? Cody's like a movie guy? star. <laughs>
6: Cody's That's like a movie star. Dustin's like his dad, like the cowboy. Um, But a great family, the whole Reynolds family is tremendous. And, you know, Cody just uh, went to the independent circuit. Uh, You know, WWE got to be where they weren't using him as good as I believe, and he believes that he could be used. And I think what you're going to see is a lot of great things ahead for Cody. Um, You know, Dustin continues to be the talent that he is, whether he's Gold Dust or Dustin Rhodes. Um, every night the Reynolds family is in the ring. Um, you're never going to be shortchanged your ticket admission. That's for sure.
4: I don't know. I completely agree. Like, that's why, I, um, cause I know he was at the last, um, in New York evolve and he was just really, he was, he was down to earth and an awesome, awesome guy. And, uh, um, even though I wasn't there personally, I had someone who actually FaceTimed me <laughs> with him and, He's just a, a, a complete sweetheart and awesome guy, and, you know, I wish, you know, I, I would have had the honor to have met, you know, Dusty, his father, because if Cody is, you know, half of who he is, then he definitely left a, a big legacy in the industry. So,
6: uh, but
4: that's really all my questions. Um, I am going to be... Turning it over to my lovely my lovely little brother, um, Little CM Punk, who's also had a big rivalry against you, Bruce. So, Little
6: I know CM that. Punk. And, and <laughs> just before we jump ahead, um, really, I wish everybody would say a prayer for the Fernandez family. You know, we had a big loss in the city of Miami this weekend, and, uh, you know, I met him on two occasions. One was at a wrestling event down at the – park and another time i happened to be in i live in southwest state and happened to be in a grocery store and he actually remembered my face didn't remember my name but he remembered me that i was a wrestling referee and uh goes to show how he touched people and different people he could remember he was a really down-to-earth person and uh i think it's important that we all keep the family in a prayer while we're on the air here well uh
0: let me uh, let me just step in just for a quick second before little CM Punk uh, starts talking. Uh, basically, due to technical issues, that's how I wanted to open up the show. I wanted to open up with a 10-second, you know, uh, of silence, meditation per se, you know, uh, for the Fernandez family and for... Uh, for him, number sixteen, and for his uh, girlfriend who's expecting a baby, is an extremely tragic situation. It, it, there's no ways around it. But um, Bruce, now that you reminded me about that, and because you have, you were close. Well, you were close with him. I wanted to say that because uh, you've met him twice. You, you've had, you know, time with him, etc. I want to take the time before little CM Punk talks uh, to do that 10 seconds of silence uh, for that Fernandez family Um, and uh, just pray for his family. And it's a terrible, 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 terrible tragedy that is happening in the entire sport of baseball. It's not just the Miami Marlins, it's everywhere from the Yankees to the Giants to the Marlins, It's being felt everywhere. So let's go ahead and give 10 seconds of silence before we continue on with this interview. And our heads for uh, number 16, Fernandez of the Miami Marlins. Rest in peace, Mr. Fernandez. You're in a better place. And remember, folks. This is not goodbye, this is just see you later, because whenever is the time to come and you are and you are close with him, trust me, I'm sure with such a good-hearted individual that Fernandez was, I'm sure that he's going to be waiting there with open arms at those pearly gates and say, let's walk in together, so and welcoming you to his house and, and all that happy-go-lucky stuff. So thank you very much for the the 10 seconds of silence uh, listeners uh, and the respect for our, our player, for our friend, uh, for Bruce's friend, and uh, the interview may continue. So wherever you guys left
3: off, uh, feel free. Thank you. All right, I, believe, I believe it was my turn, so hi, Bruce. again, hey, uh, Mr. Thanks,
6: CM Punk. How are you?
3: Good, and you? Uh, good, thank you. thank you. Thank you for taking the time to join us tonight for this wonderful show. Uh, my first question right off the bat is that, you know, you've been, like you said, you've been refereeing for about 40, like 30 like uh, my bad, like 42 years. Excuse me for that. So was there any time as a referee or as a fan that you were concerned for your own safety, like whether it was in a match, refereeing, or just watching as a fan?
6: Well, I would say there was a couple times. Uh, we'll go back first to uh, – When um, I refereed, I was in the Bahamas. It was the first time uh, we did a title change um, over there in a long time, and the the heel went over in the match. And the fans rioted in the Bahamas. It's an outdoor stadium. And we were in the dressing room, and obviously the heel won. And the dressing rooms were connected um, through a tunnel, And the police had turned on us, weren't giving us any protection. And we got to the point where they were tearing the stadium up. And at that point, um, they called. The police wouldn't protect us. So we got fortunate that the Queen's security was in the Bahamas. And they came and they had guns, and there's no guns allowed in the Bahamas, but the Queen security had guns, and they came and they got us out of there. But what I had actually done is I actually took the title belt in front of the crowd and I gave it to the um, the good guy at the time, which was Tyree Pride, simply because a lot of people could have got hurt and killed. These, these fans had already tore the stadium apart and uh, got very dangerous. Um, the other time was um, – I was in Fort Pierce, Florida, and the building's connected to actually to the police station, City Hall, that we ran the matches in, and coming out of the building, we had a hot finish, and the heels took the titles, and uh, somebody shot a couple rounds at us coming out of the out of the building. Um, which is right into the police station building, and, and uh, I remember Angelo Mosca th- threw me down. He came down on top of me. I just thought I tripped, fell. It happened so quick, but I actually got shot at, and then uh, in San Antonio, Texas, I was uh, shot at once, and uh, I got lucky as uh, the guy wasn't a good shot, and I just got very lucky. Toru Tanaka um, was an Oriental wrestler. He saw the gun and chopped the guy's arm and broke his arm, but the gun went off. <laughs> But um, those were the three times that uh, twice I got shot at and once that I uh, came real close to a crowd taking over. So, yeah, it was a little crazy. And then wow. the fourth time would be when you got me in that ring and you got me in that lock and made me tap. That was the fourth time.
3: <laughs> um, besides from those that would seem like scary events and stories, do you have, do you have any fun stories to share us, like any funny good stories from anybody that you're with when you're refereeing, whether it was like before the show or after the show, or even during the match? Do you have anything fun to talk about?
6: Well, I'll give you a quick story, and I'll make it fast so I don't eat up too much time. But in the old days, a wrestler, he got got kicked in the mouth by accident, and his mouth was swollen. Well, we're driving back from Orlando to Tampa, and back then I was a litter bug, something you're not supposed to do. But we had stopped for Kentucky Fried Chicken, got some some chicken and stuff, and we're driving down the road. And I got the windows down. I'm cleaning the car, throwing the stuff out the window. When we got to Tampa, the big man starts yelling, where's the chicken box? And, and he's using some pretty rough language I can't use here on the air. And about the third time he said it, I could realize he didn't have any teeth. Well, his mouth was swollen. He took his false teeth out, put them in the chicken box, um, Okay, fell asleep. I threw the bag out the window on the interstate with his false teeth in it, and I never remembered where I threw him out. So the next day I drove up and down the interstate, couldn't find the Kentucky Fried Chicken wrappers, and ended up having to pay for his false teeth. So um, it was it was funny then, but when he was screaming and yelling, it wasn't funny. So. Um, I would say that, and uh, I'd say most, I just simply enjoy working, you know, the matches and with the fans, you know. I mean, every night is different, uh, you know, and every story is different. But uh, that would be one that definitely took a turn that I didn't expect.
3: Wow. Well, uh, this is my last question for me. Um, so it's like, like we've talked about earlier, mostly this whole time, that, you, again, you've been referring for about 42 years now. Has there been any match That's been your favorite In all those points that you've ever read
6: I would say Probably the steel cage matches Um It was Wahoo McDaniel and Ric Flair And, and uh I would say, and that was pretty crazy because it, they tore up that building too and actually hit war breaks down at the War Memorial Auditorium. There's an article in the newspaper. But steel cage matches are pretty unique because when you're refereeing, the guys are going in and out of the ring, you're going in and out. Very seldom do you ever get a match where nobody can go anywhere? So um, I actually, out of all the matches, that are different. I like the steel cage matches because as a referee, it's all there in front of me. And uh, whether there's a count or whatever, the old days we had steel cage matches and it had to be a pinfall or submission to win. Now you go through the door over the top, but um, I'd say I like steel cage matches.
3: Well, that's interesting. Uh, and thank you, Bruce, for taking time to answer my questions and I'll take it back to George. Now. Thank you, Little okay, CM Punk. I for
6: one thing from Little CM Punk is when he turns pro, I want to do his first match wherever it is. So I need right. that promise from CM Punk. Yeah,
3: sounds,
0: sounds <laughs> fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, there you go. Uh, another
3: reality check radio. I want to <laughs> referee his first
6: match. I want to referee his first match. I don't want to wrestle. It, it would okay? be an honor <laughs> to be the referee
3: in my first match, Bruce, just putting it out there.
6: All right. I'll be there.
3: So I have
0: basically one quick question because I remember you sending me this uh, not too long ago, Bruce, and I, and I found it funny because, what was as her a name? matter of
6: fact. What was her name? Ooh, oh, a
0: picture uh, of a girl or what? Oh. None, <laughs> no, Roll it was George, a picture I'm sorry, of a girl. <laughs> basically, long story short, um Bruce, because as a matter of fact, I think it was Millie. I think I think it was you, Millie, that we we're like, oh my God, was that Bruce uh, or or something? It was a GIF you sent me of a referee jumping over the top rope at a pro wrestling gorilla. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: <laughs> what what do you think of the current class of referees now? Because obviously, you know. Like you went into and you keep on evolving, not saying that you don't, but you yeah, but you grew into a time when referees were basically yeah we we will make the match look important, we will come to one, two three, we will come to disqualification, but nowadays, referees are becoming wrestlers, and what I mean by that is taking those high risk dives out of the ring and and, and all that stuff What do you think of the current class of referees?
6: Well, you know, the main thing is I think there's a place for everybody in in the sport, whether it's the ring announcer, the valets, managers, referees. Um, But I think the key thing is as long as it contributes to the match and doesn't hurt the match, because in other words, the referees are not the stars of the show. They are meant to be, you know, not seen, so to say, and out of the camera way and, and make the stars shine. So if as long as the stars continue to shine, um, there's a place for everybody to get a little bit of a shine in, in the match. But uh, if it takes away from the match or the wrestlers, then it shouldn't even occur, you know. But it's going to happen. I mean, it's sports entertainment. It's not what it was, you know, 40 years ago, 30 years ago, 20 years ago. It's evolved into pretty much I like to describe it as athleticism, sports theater, because it's like a movie. You go to a horror movie, and everyone's terrified. You turn on the lights, you know you're in a movie theater. It's the same with wrestling. So as long as what you can give the people entertains them and makes them happy, I think you've done your job, whether you're a referee, wrestler, announcer, anybody.
0: Wow, that that's great. Yeah, because by coincidence, I looked up that same clip that you sent me on YouTube, and all I see is people bashing it, saying, oh, look at the referee taking credit from the wrestling, or, or referee shouldn't be doing this, and blah, blah, blah. So it's good to know, to hear that from a veteran like you. So my final question is... Bruce, again, uh, like I said in the beginning, you've seen them come, you've seen them go, you've worked with some of the biggest legends of the business, and you work with some of the future stars of the business. What do you have to say to those people coming into the business, whether they're a ring announcer, referee, wrestler? What kind of advice can you give these kids that are coming into the business now?
6: My advice is always, first and foremost, get to the arena early. When I say early, I'm not talking about 30 minutes before. I'm telling about if you want to get a spot on the card, get to that arena two hours early. That's how these guys get on, that, that sometimes there's not enough spots, somebody doesn't show, they can get on. Be there two hours early. Help out. Be on time. You know, And most important, just do what you can do. Don't try to do things that you can't. You know and I would say follow your dreams I mean I was a poor kid growing up in Hialeah I ended up in the wrestling business I've went as far as Saudi Arabia North America South America you know Australia different places I never would have went in my life okay I, I had a dream but you know what I never thought it would come true and the thing is if you have a dream follow it it may come true or may not but but at least go follow it
0: Agree all right, well, thank you very much for that, Bruce. I really do appreciate those answers, uh especially you know it, you know it, you you've seen me grow in this business as well, Bruce, but obviously, I had to stop. Uh, but, you know, there are people that tune into our show uh, that are just new that they want to come into this business. They they want to learn. So I thank you very much for that advice. So basically, before I let you go, Bruce, uh, let me go around this room and make sure that no one has any final comments. Millie, you have anything else to say? Uh,
4: the only thing I have to say is it's, it's truly been an honor, Bruce, and you know I'll be at the front row. I'm the one with the blonde hair yelling at Bruce. <laughs> okay, I'm looking forward to meeting
6: you. I'll bring you some dusty pictures, and that's when I had long hair and a ponytail. Okay. Oh, very
5: awesome. <laughs> all
0: right. all right. I'm a Little Punk. You have anything? Uh,
3: just you know, th- again, thank you, Bruce, for taking. The time off your probably busy schedule to join us again, and thank you for answering questions. It's an honor to talk to you once again, and you shared a lot of amazing stories. I think everyone here really enjoyed. So yeah, just thank you again for that. Really appreciate it coming from us. That's why I think behalf of everybody, thank you again for joining us.
6: Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're you're gonna be the next little legend. Okay.
3: Thank you.
0: So, so, Bruce, how can uh, people follow you for any kind of uh, – if they're a fan of your work or they just want to talk to you for advice, how can they follow you, whether you have Twitter or Facebook, whatever? And, of course, what's the next show where they could catch you?
6: Um, gosh, I'm, I'm on most of the shows that are down here. I know uh, Ronan's coming up down the road. Um, I've got the the few show coming up at the Polish American Club um, next Sunday. Um you know, CCW and Carl Springs. But um, you know, I'm on Facebook as Bruce Bruce M. Owens or Bruce Michael Owens. Uh it's got Honolulu, Hawaii is my current town, but I am on the state side for a while. Um but really the honor's been mine. I mean uh, I really appreciate when people like yourself and the guest and the host take time to, you know, put together a show like this and you know, there's so many great talent that, that's gonna be on this show, you know, before me and after me that uh will be so much more interesting and have some great stories but at the end of the day if everybody just loves the business as much it's like anything what you put into it you'll get out of it and um George you've been part of it you're still in the locker room you know we know your injuries put you to the side and your health but but the fact is you're still one of the boys and you know you know that every minute you walk in the dressing room and uh it's just an honor to be on the show because you know, while you're doing things like this, other guys are wrestling, but wrestlers aren't doing TV shows and and radio shows like this that allow us to spread the word about the business. So, I really appreciate mm-hmm. everything from all the hosts on the shows today.
0: Well, thank you very much. You have no idea how what that means to all of us, not just me, but to uh, to Millie and Little CM Punk, that a person with your resume, Bruce, are 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 endorsing. Reality Check Radio. You have zero idea the size of the smile you have uh, you put on my face right now. <laughs>
6: zero clue. Well, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna promise. I'm gonna take you all to dinner on the next show we have down in town. Let's all get together, um, and we'll give Mama Punk the night off. She don't have to cook the meatballs. But uh, let's all grab uh, dinner after the matches and uh, get together.
0: Oh, we'll do. We'll do uh that that psh, i'm pretty sure mama Punk will be more than happy for that
4: <laughs> <laughs> i think
1: i, I think, uh, 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 Rick is over there pretty happy about
0: that one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no mama got no email my my, <laughs> my
6: my bucket list is going <laughs> to be with uh Referee and CM Punk's uh, little match. Maybe I'll maybe I'll even do that as my retirement match. You know, I give him a couple more years to get ready, and then uh, it'll be time for me to hit the Verizon. You know, and let him take the torch. <laughs> One day
4: when I do well, I wrestle myself, you'll you'll do me, Bruce, because I'm in the I'm in the midst of doing that as well myself.
0: So. Well, okay, okay, well uh, Millie, Millie, you today, know. Man. Well, Millie, you have to at least admit that you're probably proud of this as well because you are the cook of the show. So, you know, you cook my dinner every time. So I'm just saying. Anyway, so. Oh. oh god, Uh, So so basically, so, Bruce, thank you so very much for coming on the show. I highly, highly appreciate it. And and we look forward to talking to you again, Bruce, okay?
6: Okay, I'll see you all uh, next week, okay? All righty, see you. All right, see you at the Polish. Take care. All right, you too, Bruce.
0: Bye-bye. All right, guys. Well, that was Mr. Bruce Owens. What an honor it was to speak with that man and learn some stories from, you know, his time uh, with the Danny Davis. He he shed some light on that, of of course. Of, bro, did you hear that as far as how he even entered the business, that a person died and he swiped the tie from him and that's how he got? Bro, we heard some stories and then, of course, about the the, the matches that he had the, the biggest risk in, uh, working with the Legends, working with Dusty Rhodes. Man, only here on Reality Check Radio. I have to say, I agree. So, so now, guys, I I I don't know about you all, but I'm taking that that invite as far as the dinner is concerned.
4: <laughs> oh, oh, definitely, definitely, because because uh, I don't know who you who cooked your dinner because I uh, think I think you got the wrong Lily. Listen, let's.
0: Listen, last time I checked, me and little punk are the men here on the show. Women cook, so. But anyway, uh, so <laughs> so no, I I I I play, I play. No, but basically, guys, you know now, Millie, I know you have some big big news to say, uh, as far as Seth Rollins is concerned. So what what's the the update on Seth?
4: Well, right now um, it's already been reported that um, Seth Rollins went in for um, x-rays in um, Cincinnati. So um, the raw tonight, we're definitely going to have a little bit more um, update as to um, his rib um, injury Um, because, you know, he was, it was pretty bad last night. You know, he kept holding his, uh, his ribs and it was just, I just really do hope he's okay after coming back from, you know, the knee injury. So, you know, to have another one it's just going to be to me it's just going to set him back again and i feel bad i do i
0: well i do feel bad for him because it, like like how you were just saying you know he just came back from an injury and now he's back on it again so it's kind of like damn are you injury prone but to be honest with you you cannot blame either one that was a very high risk move hence why they call it a high risk maneuver <laughs> You know, yeah. you can't blame you can't blame Seth, you can't blame Kevin. It happened. Look at if, if another prime example. Look what happened to uh, Cesaro uh, during his match with Sheamus. You know oh, it, that God. dive to the out, yeah, the dive to the outside. That was a, a a neck like breaking neck waiting to happen, but it didn't. So yeah. thank God. But the yeah, point is.
4: Watch Sheamus in, in, in the clip. Sheamus even at, at reached over to see if he was okay. Like he reached over, like uh, yeah, that wasn't a good one. Like he's alive, yep. he's breathing. It was bad.
0: No, yeah, it, it was a very bad. But some, you know, not saying Luck has anything to do with it. But some people have that luck. Some people don't. And and sadly, Seth fell for the people that didn't, and he got injured for it. And. And my wishes go out to Mr. Rollins uh, for his, well, recovery. Hopefully everything goes well. Um, now, before we go into our last guest of the evening, which is Mr. Portuondo uh, from ICW, he's going to come on here to speak about Luchafest. Fest. Um, basically, let's go ahead and go around the room and say what you, we all thought was the match of the night and runner-up as far as Clash of Champions. I already told you, Millie, what it was for me, Uh, but let me go ahead and share it with the fans. Uh, Basically, my runner-up for the show was the women's match, the three-way dance. By far, amazing. From beginning of the bell to the end, they showed they could work scientifically. They showed they could work high spots. They showed they could work, like, with story. Everything was played in that match, and I look forward to seeing what big thing they're going to reveal today on Raw as far as that little circle is concerned. What, what's going to happen? Because obviously Hell in the Cell is coming up and Charlotte has to defend the title once again. I personally think you're going to see a singles match for the number one contendership again between Bailey and Sasha. And I feel like Bailey's is going to win and it's going to end up Sasha turning heel. So time will tell. But because, and don't forget, guys, S- Sasha has said in interviews that she's always wanted to have a female Hell in the Cell match. Can it be possible yeah. this coming October? Possibly I'm cool. just saying. I'm just saying.
4: And I'm just saying. Because to to I will be in New York. Um, all my New York followers and listeners, I will definitely be in New York from October 27th to November 2nd. Um, I'm actually trying to go to Boston. That sunday the 30th the day before um you know the day before halloween because everyone knows i'm a big halloween person um but definitely um but my match i gotta give it to definitely um sammy zane and chris jericho because they definitely they brought it out really good for me that was a really good one i i actually personally liked it they they, they pushed each other to the limit you know, but that's always how Sami Zayn is. He pushes whoever he's with to the limit, because that's just mm-hmm. his character. You know, so for me, yep. you know, personally, Sami, I guess I'm a big woman's advocate for uh, women's wrestling. But uh, again, I've seen I've seen the four, you know, the four um, horsemen. So you know, they did amazing as like they always do. But I have to give it my, I tip my hat off to Timmy Zayn and Chris Jericho and and little CM Punk. What you got for us?
3: Um, the match of the night for me would have to be TJ Perkins and Brian Kendrick um, it, you know I'm a big fan and supporter of the Q-way division coming from someone who like could relate to the, to all those guys um, it, I, in my opinion it's still the show with all the high flying and all the technical things and I think it was just an amazing match o- overall I, I, I'm not saying that the other matches were badly wrong like you said the triple that match the women's is amazing and so is Sam Zayn, Chris Jericho and all the other matches but to me uh, TJ Perkins and Brian Kendrick in my opinion really stole the show last night yeah
0: awesome so so basically guys you know like we did backlash let's go ahead and give it a grade as far as the pay-per-view is concerned You know, a lot of people went into the pay-per-view, Clash to Champions, I mean, by saying, oh, a lot of these guys are not, you know, new era. A lot of these guys are like the slow people, like the ground guys, uh, like the Roman Reigns, the Rusevs, et cetera, et cetera, you know. Uh, And they really only depended on maybe a couple matches, not the entire card, but they only depended on a couple. But let me say something. For those people that went into the pay-per-view thinking that, boy, were you proven wrong. Because it came out to be one of the best pay per views I've seen in a long time. So, my final grade for Clash of Champions, for the return of the Clash of the Champions, I have to give it an A. And Millie?
4: I got to give it a B minus.
0: A D minus?
4: B minus. I'm giving it a B minus for me in my book, you know, because. Because the the beginning started out very slow for me, and then the ending was very slow. Um, great match between – I'm not taking anything away from the match between Kevin Owens and um, Seth Rollins, but it was just very too slow. They dragged on a little way too – way too long, you know. Okay. Um, I understand that they're going with the storyline, but at the same time I have to give it a B- minus because it was, it was overall good. The other matches were all really good matches, but the beginning and the end was definitely – definitely did not – it, it you know appeased me at all. It
0: just it was just like ah okay. All right. Little and little punk.
3: punk. Uh, I give Classic Champions a solid B plus in my opinion. You know, B plus, like, okay. Like you know, how I was mentioning earlier when I was trying to cover the show for the technical difficulties we had. You know all the matches were good. They were good solid matches, long matches. None of them got me bored out. Because I'll be honest, some of them do sometimes. I do get. Board during it only because it's stuff that we've already seen, but for some reason, I don't know what it was last night. all the matches really had something to bring to the table for all of them. they're all unique in, in their own way, you could say, and I just think it didn't the reason why, in my opinion it was I read it as a b plus is you know I don't even know how to explain honestly i just I just feel my opinion it was a b plus but overall. It was an amazing pay-per-view. So that's all. Like, that's basically what all I've got to say about it. You know, um, like all the action okay. was good. Everything. So yeah.
0: So okay, is it safe to say? Uh, you know, to basically say that because, of course, with Millie's B and, of course, your B and and then my A, is it safe to say to play a ground because we've missed every letter but F and C, is it safe to say to at least give uh, Clash of the Champions a C? Yeah. Yeah. uh, uh- All right, then. So that's our final grade here at Reality Check Radio for the Clash of the Champions. What a coincidence that the title starts with a C, and we're ending it with a C. So anyway, uh, guys, uh, thank you very much for that roundtable discussion. Now it's time to go into our final guest of the evening. He has a major, major, major show. I want to consider it pretty much the WrestleMania of Miami, Florida, okay, because this card is stacked, (laughs) <laughs> stacked with new names, old names, you know, this goes on and on. First time ever a female going for one of the main card titles on his show, and on top of that, this is the one organization that has been doubted the most, has shut up all his doubters and have become one of the biggest organizations in Miami, Florida by being, by bringing this show to Miami Senior High. So, it is Literally, I I cannot wait for this show to to take part. So, guys, are you ready to speak with Mr. George Portondo? I'm
3: yep. ready.
0: All right, so let's go ahead and and ring out to Mr. Portondo right now. As we're ringing to him. Do, 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 do. All right, uh Mr. Portondo, are you there?
5: Yes, I am, sir.
0: How are you doing, you sir? Ready. How how's it Speaking for you? Th- that what? That w- you were what?
5: I am literally on the phone listening to you, literally.
0: <laughs> well, I. Uh, th- th- oh, you good for nothing! You're, are you doing a speedy thing too? Are you counting my literlies? <laughs> that was eleven. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, are you counting my?
4: Li- uh huh.
0: Are you counting my my, right? my my oh. too?
5: No, nah, man, you know, I only have high school education. I can't count that
0: high. <laughs> oh, God. Well, no, because I have Speedy over here harassing me in the chat room, uh, counting how many times I say literally, so stop. <laughs> anyway, sorry about that, I'm Mr. Literally, Puerto Rondo. I'm going to
5: literally keep making you say literally until you realize that you have to say <laughs> figuratively, figuratively for a few things. What's up? <laughs> anyway. No matter which Georgia, yeah. it's on Georgia.
0: Well, yeah, it it doesn't matter which Georgia, hey, have at it, whether you or me, but you're more used to it because you love to heel stuff. But anyway, uh, you're the heat magnet, aren't you? I
5: have no idea what
0: you're talking about. Uh Uh-huh, sure. Anyway, so no, like uh, uh, all jokes aside here, uh, Mr. Porto, let let me go ahead and, and start by saying congratulations first off. You know, on achieving one of your dreams to bring ICW to Miami Senior High, uh, and practically was going to be one of your biggest, you know, revenues ever for ICW. Like, uh, how did that come to be? Well,
5: this is okay. So I work at the uh, Miami High, but due to strength and whatever, for years I've tried, uh, we attempted in 2006. Uh, we were gung-ho we, were, we, were, we almost had it And at last minute they pulled the venue from us uh, Administration Has changed downtown and uh, the view Has changed And uh, we, we have um, They've done MMA events at school And I said why not let's try it again And teaming up with the uh, Stingery band parents this time And it's going to be a fundraiser for them um, This is not just an ICW event We are teaming up with the school And um I mean, it worked out this time, and hopefully if if this is uh, successful, we'll we'll bring another ICW show in the spring to Miami High again.
0: Awesome. And, and, you know, it must have felt great, uh, you know, in the first place, that you you could finally bring your baby back home, you know, especially to where – Where you started, of course, like how you say you work at Miami High, like and uh, for those that don't know that that ICW never closed. Let me just put that out there. ICW has had a hiatus, if I'm correct, right, Mr. Portondo?
6: Well,
5: um, you can call it that. I was just uh, we we took some time off and um, we opened our doors back up last year. Uh, We did season one of Shock Factor. We're uh, filming season two. I don't know exactly when we're going to air season two, but it will air. And Mm -hmm. um, this time it's going to be a a lot more intense. Uh, Graphically, it's going to be beautiful. At least some of the footage uh, we've already gotten. So I I think this is going to be an exciting year of 2017
6: for ICW.
0: Awesome, so now here 's my uh, final question before I turn it over to any of my hosts in case they have any questions, because obviously, of course, you have one of the top ICW fans on this show, Little C and Punk, there in the, the waiting room. So I have to say this: it, like of course, this is one of the biggest, most history making main events that you 've ever done in ICW, uh, meaning a woman going for the main event title. Uh, as a matter of fact we've had Angel Rose here. She was our inaugural guest on the show, and she and she mentioned with you know that ICW was the place where Angel Rose was born. So tell us a little bit of, of that going into this match because I know you have a very personal relationship with Angel. You you've taken care of her for her, her most of her career. How important is this to not just her but to your company as well?
6: Well, I mean.
5: Uh, working at Miami Center High, there is a, a little group, uh, that loved pro wrestling, wanted to get involved with pro wrestling. Uh, we're in the middle of opening a school, uh, with Michael Mannix as the trainer. And, um, we talked, we, I talked to him, and, listen, if you want to train, we have a school opening up, um, in South Miami, you can give it a try. And with that school, I, I was talking to these kids that ended up being Johnny Impulse, and, um... Serge, which I always forget his name that he, that he used for us, uh, Sergio, that, um, kind of did like a Jeff Hardy type of gimmick. And, um, there were so, there were like three or four of them, Johnny two times, um, and then, first practice in, they bring this student, this Miami High kid, and her name is Priscilla. And, she, oh, hey, what? She just, she got it. She got it right away, and, um, I know we we started doing, we were still doing ICW shows. She would show up in the crowd. Uh, Scorpio, who's the heat magnet, you know, would pick on her in the crowd, make fun of her, and she would take her like like a champ, and following night, every following morning, she's there practicing. And uh, eventually we gave her a chance. We started the women's division, which was carried on the shoulders and on her back and on Calypso's back. And, um, and one thing or another, she, she, she's our little sister, man. She uh she became part of the net, uh, of the system, um, and with Stardom and Mannix and Dash, uh, they they just they cultivated a different audience and a different niche in our crowd. And um, little by little, she's grown to what she is now. Man, she she's phenomenal. But mm, I, I she, watching her matches, you, I don't have time during the show to be a fan. I'm literally watching the matches, literally watching the matches on the monitor and I'm focusing on making sure that the show is looking like a show for our, for our crowd, making sure that everything is that the camera guys are in the right position, that the referees are doing their thing. And I, I just sit there and watch her matches like a fan, like I used to. I, I love what she does Um mm-hmm.
0: uh, she gets it.
5: And I think she has a, a extreme bright future ahead of her. When it comes no. to Lucha Fest, uh, Mike Monroe was someone that was just a tag guy. And T.C. Reed is the one that started up first. And everybody was looking at T.C. Reed, and T.C. Reed's a phenomenal hand. But um, during our hiatus, I took a, I took some time off from wrestling completely. And on my on the weekend of my birthday, Ronin Pro Wrestling, they were going to do a show. And it was either the first or second show that they did. And um, I went to see the show. There was a three-way tag match, and Mike Monroe is, again, just a tag guy, and we all knew him, as sad as it is, as TC Reed's tag partner, and uh, I went there to look at other talents, the Mikazis and and whatever, and during the match, I turned to my wife, and I'm like, there's my champion, and we became extreme fans of Mike Monroe's in-ring work and his Puro Rasu, strong style that he does, and I think we shocked everybody last year when he won the tournament. Um, defeated Johnny Vandal. Uh, made him tap, actually. Uh, no, he defeated him, and he he pinned him at the tournament, and then later, a few months later, he made him tap. And I, I think ever since, I mean, he, his in-ring work is phenomenal. Um, and then we decided, we're like, one day I'm like, I think we're going to have Angel Rose do her thing. And uh, she went to the battle. I'm like, let's put in the battle rumble. So well, why are you going to have to give a girl a chance to the Rumble? Why not? Why not? Priscilla's wrestled Maddox, Priscilla's wrestled Ricky. Now she, now she's wrestled Lindsay. She had just had a match with John Cruz that, I'm sorry, who got a standing ovation, and every single person, man, woman, child, wrestler, referee, everybody stood up and started cheering her on, and it, it was phenomenal. So why not? Why not put Angel Rose in the battle Rumble? Why not? I mean, she won. Why not have the main event of Mike Monroe versus Angel Rose? And every time somebody asks me, oh, why did you make such a decision? Why not? I think it's about time that women's wrestling gets to the next level. In WWE, they've main evented pay-per-views. At some point during my lifetime, I totally expect two women to main event WrestleMania. At Hmm. what we like to, our our biggest event at Lucha Fest, I'm going to have Angel Rose main event against a man, because
0: why not? And that's, that's some great stuff there, uh, Mr. Portuando. So let me, let me ask, uh, finish with this, uh, my final question before I turn it over to Millie, uh, which by the way, I'm pretty sure you won Millie's respect a hundred percent by just talking about women's wrestling about that. But, um, <laughs> But my final question is, is that, of course, like how you were mentioning the WWE, like WWE has made some history, like by giving China the Intercontinental Championship, you know, her also being part of the Royal Rumble, the first woman to ever do that, first woman to ever hold the Intercontinental title as well. Uh, There's some history making things happening with the world of women's wrestling, but we have never seen a woman win the world heavyweight title of any company. So basically, at least not that I've seen, maybe you have, maybe someone, but me, that's history in the making in ICW. So how do you, how would you say, you know, that for you being the owner, how would you say by making history if Angel won the, uh, the world title uh, at November 5th? Well, again,
5: we're, we're selling Mike Monroe short. Who's to say Angel Rose is going to win? I mean, Mike Monroe no, is not. Sean Prime. He's, again, I just want to put that out there. Listen, everybody's telling me, yeah. "Oh, you're going to have the first women world champion." Listen, don't sell Mike Monroe short at all. Plus, he's got a group of bandits with him because Jim Sherbert, John Beaver, and TC Reed follow him everywhere he goes. I never thought I would have TC Reed step foot in ICW ring, and all of a sudden he showed up at Summer Brawl out of nowhere. So I, you never know what Mike Monroe has, honestly. I mean, last year he was the biggest baby face in, this company, in the company. And this year, he, I don't know, he just he showed up and com- he attacked Mike at Stardom, completely completely turned on the fans. Uh, again, we don't know where his mind is at. The only thing I know is that every time he goes out there, he gets the job done and he comes out being a champion. So, I, would it be history-making if Angel Rose wins the belt? Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. It'll be history-making. I think It'll. It, um, I mean, she, she was a she was women's champion when our women's champion was Flex Magnum. She she got she was defeated by Flex Magnum for that belt. So we've done it both sides. Yeah. So if Angel Rose wins the world title, we've not only had our only female world champion, we've had in her involvement with Flex Magnum, we've also had a male women's champion. So in ICW, you've seen it all. Anything can happen, and I guarantee you that Lucha Fest will
0: be full of surprises. Awesome. So let me go ahead and stop there. So, Millie, you have any questions uh, for Mr. Um.
4: Wow. Uh, But George is definitely right. Um, I give you all the – like, I'm so happy to hear what came out of your mouth about women's wrestling. Everyone knows I'm the huge – the biggest advocate because women can do just as what men can do. And, as you know – Mr. Procundo, uh, Angel Rose has you know, proven odds, definitely has proven odds. And there's a number of women also in the industry who have. But for us in Miami, Angel's done it for us, and she's a big, big milestone for us. Um, now, <clears throat> now your main, the, my, the only question I have for you, for me, um, for your main card and for the rest of the cards, how did you go about picking? I, oh, now we know about how you picked you know, Mike and how you picked Angel Rose. How did you figure out everyone else that you wanted to be on your card?
5: Well, I mean, the tag team championship match, uh, we went through a host of names, and I kept hearing some of the fans, hey, why don't you bring in the Guadalupe brothers? And I'm like, I've never had a chance to bring them in. So mm-hmm. we decided, you know what, it's Lucha Fest. Why not bring in the Guadalupe <clears throat> brothers that, get every, that is held, have held every tag belt they can in Coal Springs? Why not have them come down to Miami where they both live and have them go out out there and compete against the system, the 305 team, the Miami team? I think it's going to be different. It's going to be a match no one's ever seen before. And let's see what happens. At the same time, then you have Sean Prime, Mr. BWO. He's the current Wildcat Universal Champion. Um, Might have gotten his title wrong, but he's a... uh, he's wrestling for Ring of Honor, Stevie Richards, and you have a cruiserweight wrestling classic person. Because Mr. 450 was there. He was waiting. He was waiting for me. It's sad to say he was waiting for somebody to get injured so he could step in. But yeah. Mr. 450, his caliber in the ring is bar none. He is the last of his kind. Um, he just competed. He just competed or is about to compete against Jeff Hardy, against Arbento mm-hmm. Rio He's had matches with Rey Mysterio. Now he's going to come back to ICW where he's only been there. He only stepped foot in the ring for about five minutes at ICW and he walked out a champion. He walked out for strong yeah. champion and due to the CWC and other things, he wasn't able to come back and, and defend the belt. And now he gets a shot at maybe getting a number one contendership and either wrestling Mike Monroe in January or his LWO partner, Angel Rose. So if mm-hmm. I think, and, and and I've read it online, and I know there's been some bitterness from Mr. Prime, but everybody's talking about Mr. 450 and everybody's talking about Stevie Richards. I mean, this guy's been in TNA, ECW, WCW, WWE, now Ring of Honor. He's done it all. But everybody's selling Sean Prime short. Sean Prime has been in the ring with every single person in ICW, I believe, and he's beaten them all. He's been our world champion. He's been the heel, the heel of the company. When you think of Who's the bad guys in ICW? You think of Sean Prime. Who do I hate in ICW? You think of Sean Prime. All of a sudden, the nastiest, dirtiest dirtiest things in the world in ICW, it's been Sean Prime. And he's proven himself in years. So, originally, we were going to go with Sean Prime versus Stevie Richards. And then, after speaking of 450, I'm like, why not? Let's do a three-way. You know what? It's going to bring a different element. We've already seen Sean Prime versus Stevie Richards back in 2012. Let's bring in 450, give it a different iron, give it a little bit of high flyer for the weight action, which a lot of you have not seen Sean Prime do. But Sean Prime can fly. Sean Prime doesn't a moon talk, and He can't do a moon talk to save his life. Sean Prime can fly around that ring like no one else. I've seen him go. I mean, I have everybody marks out to RVD's Van Terminator. Have you ever seen Sean Prime hit the flipping Van Terminator? So, I mean, this this guy... This guy is the be end all of ICW, and since ICW came back, he hasn't been able to hold the world title. Now he has a chance at the number one contendership against Stevie Richards, who in 2012 was the face of ICW. Well, how five was the hero of ICW, if you want to do it that way. And 450, which is world-known now, he's an international superstar. That match is one of the biggest matches I'm looking forward to. Then you have the Purex title match. Julian Kalevra, who everyone considered has said, oh, he shouldn't be in the ring. I hear it from fans. He shouldn't be in the ring. He shouldn't do this. Last two shows, he stole the show. Opening match, he's got out there with some of the guys that no one else books, with some guys that no one else respects, and they have stolen the show in front of every single ICW fan standing there saying, holy fecal matter. They've chanted every, everything possible that those ma- that match has stolen the show two times in a row. So, Calevra being our champion, our strong champion, sets a precedent for the future. I'm the type of person that I don't accentuate the negatives of the person. I see the positive. And with Julian Calevra... All the positive is oozing out of him right now. And when he takes on ERA, Mr. WWE, Mr. Your Girlfriend's Favorite Wrestler, at the next show, I think we're going to see the biggest potential of Caleb being a star. At the same time, you're, you're, he's going to take on a former ICW champion, former PRS prom champion. Someone that's living on a high horse right now after appearing on, on WWE Raw and on NXT where he wrestled Kenta. So it, that's going to be one of those matches that's going to surprise the hell out of the fans, in my opinion. Um, I know that there's a few yeah, other matches on. you want to We have a Fatal 4-Way with, uh, with those same guys. I think that match is going to be phenomenal. It will be part of the pre-show. And I, tell you this, I have to say this now because the ICW fans tend to come to ICW shows on Cuban time. Uh, we will <laughs> open the doors at 6.30, and we will have two pre- pre-show matches. Um, I know it says bill time 7.30 between the hours of 6.30 and 7.30. Not only is Reality Talk Radio hopefully going to be there to do our pre-show, but we will have two matches going on, and I, I'm telling you, they're going to be they're going to be awesome. All I'm,
2: three of those I'm
4: four not, guys.
2: Gonna...
4: The what? Yeah. No, I'm honestly looking forward to it. That's why I asked you about the card because it's just the card alone is just freaking amazing. Like amazing.
5: No, I mean, and then the other match I, I guess I did talk about was Janazzo uh, versus Ace Fam. Um, wow. Listen, we're, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to partner up with everybody right now. Um, in the middle of working out a deal that we're gonna—I'll mention online uh, later, hopefully this week. But right now, Danzzo—he's uh, a PWF Universal Champion over in North Carolina. He's gonna come down to defend his belt again. I wrote it online. He has done this before. He was FOW Champion when he was carrying around Goldie White. Uh, he defended it at every single ICW show he was in. He's coming down. Take on a relative newcomer to IGW, but he's been wrestling in Enigma. I think he wrestles for the for few uh, in Ace Mayhem. I mean, this guy's an HBO star. Last night he was on Ballers, um, coaching the Dallas Cowboys. So today, I mean, uh, on November fifth, he's going to be in the ring, and I think it's going to be a new face and a new um, a new star
4: for everybody to enjoy. Awesome. Well. I, that was my question to you, Mister Petunio. Oh, it was freaking amazing. I I love the way that you chose your card. You know, it's just I, I I'm again, like I said, uh, women's wrestling for me is big, so I'm looking more forward to the main card for Angel again because it is definitely I'm not short I'm not shorting Michael Michael at all. Um, you know, but for women, it's you know this is history in the making right now. You know, for women's wrestling, okay. but you're into women, you're, you're more into the women's wrestling, which is awesome. I think.
5: Uh, um, I'm a huge fan of women's wrestling and tag wrestling. Uh, huge fan of tag wrestling. You don't understand. When it comes to women's wrestling, I mean, I guess we could use—I don't know if George is okay with it. Maybe I can use this venue as a venue to announce another match for Lucha pass
0: George, I say okay go with for I? it. Yeah, go All ahead. So I say go for it.
5: Everybody's asking. Everybody's asking for women's wrestling. Everybody's asking. For more girls and back in the old days, reality check radio, you had a co host, uh Didi Marcunez, correct?
0: mm Correct.
5: And Dynamite Didi will be coming back to ICW at LuchaFest, where she will be taking on Orlando's Brandy Lauren. Hmm. Brandy will be making her debut yeah. first time ever stepping in ICW. Didi's back in the ring, so hashtag booty mania at ICW LuchaFest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you're George. I was already sold to be at Lucha Fest Four. You sold me even more now. <laughs> so it's it, just the fact that one of my originals are going to be on that show. Okay. You want you want my entire paycheck to go with that, Mr. Bertrand? <laughs> yeah, you can actually buy go all, to
5: luchafest.eventbrite.com and buy all the tickets you want. Go for it. Put your whole paycheck
0: in there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, hey, by the way, I have a question here uh, from a listener, uh, Matt. Uh, he wants to know if you know of any wrestlers uh, coming out of the New York City area.
5: Listen, I'm, not, I'm actually not keeping track of any of the New England wrestling right now. Uh, there's a, there's okay. a lot of talent all around the United States. There's a lot of talent all around the world. I mean, maybe if he told me the name, I know who he's talking about, but uh, I'm not sure. I mean, so the
0: other name that he said he's thinking about? Uh, well, I'm assuming that he's he's talking about people like the EA James, uh, the Savages. Uh, let me see here, Stephen Pena. Well, uh the,
4: we have Sonya Strong out there. So, um, yeah. The, uh, the, so that range, uh, Mr. Petunio, it's um, cause, I, cause I can definitely tell you, cause George already knows. I'm I actually like the the name for everyone. I would definitely love to bring, toward, you know, bring to you. Um, you can you follow me, already on Facebook. But I have a number of uh, people who I do have in the industry up of, of, of north who I would definitely love for you to take a look at because these men and these women are truly, truly promising. You know, it's just you know, and I'm, we're definitely trying to. For me personally, because I'm originally from New York, I'm a New Yorker. Um, you know, I want I want New York to be brought to Miami, and I will, I would love to see Miami brought to New York. Definitely want to see those, you know, and that, that happen in the near future for us. Well, I mean, if, send me some names. Send me. Uh, I mean, you can put them in contact
5: with me. They can email me at info at icwmiami dot com. Send me some video, and we we can we can talk. I would love to do something with the guys from New York. Maybe send some of our talent up there. Yeah. That's
0: well, there awesome. you there you go. And on top of that, the groundbreaking announcement of the new women's match that you just announced as well. So, which I am really looking forward to seeing. So, Millie, I, I don't know. Were you done with your session, or
4: I was done with my question. It was just mainly about the main card because it's, it's the main card. the you know, main card is slammed. The original, the whole card alone is slammed with uh, you know, jam packed talent, and I'm I'm ready to rock at Lucha Fest. But it's it's about to go down.
0: All righty. So, little Punk, take take it away.
5: <laughs> I, I want, will I appreciate- want to do this. Whatever he says that gets me angry is every chop and every slam I'm going to hit him before Lucha Best or we do a little training <laughs> session with him. So come on, <laughs> little punk.
3: Well, first of all, George, thank you for taking the time to join us to answer a question. You know what? Okay? Uh, I,
5: it, hold on, Nick. Uh, hold on, punk. Uh, it's 2016, and I'm throwing, I'm throwing KFA out the door. I'm going to call you Nick just because so we can see the punk turned his back on, the, on pro wrestling. So you know me, I don't like a CM pumpkin,
3: so I'm gonna go how you doing, Nick. Go shoot me
0: the uh, shoot me your question. <laughs> I'm doing good, how about
3: yourself? What uh happened? my my question is so we already know that you're the match that you obviously want to see out of all the matches, most importantly, is Monroe and Angel Rose. Besides that match, what is the other match like the, the top match that you're looking forward to besides that one? Well, I, it, it's hard for me to even pick
5: Monroe and Ranger Rose. Obviously, that's our main event. That's going to be the match to watch. Uh, but, I mean, that, three, that three-way dance is going to be phenomenal. Calebra stepping to the next level and taking on ERA. Awesome. Uh, so much new talent with Vandy Lauren, Ace Mayhem, the Guadalupe brothers. I've never got, gotten to see the Guadalupe brothers in, uh, in person. I've only seen them in video. Trust me, I, every match on the card, I am excited to see Two shows in a row, I've had a fatal four week of guys that I put in there and I said, Let's see what these guys can do and they stolen the show. Every single match has the the availability and the possibility of stealing the show at Lucha Fest. So I am looking forward from the card from the first part, from the first pre show match thing to the last, to the main event and I'm looking forward to every match.
3: All right, well, thank you for answering my question. I'll take it back to George.
5: Come on, Nick, that's all you got?
3: Yeah, was, <laughs> I didn't really like, have time to like. No, nah, come on, it,
5: Nick. You 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 tell me you've heard, you've known I was gonna be on the radio for a week, and you this is the only question you you wrote down. Come on, Nick. yeah, better than that. Hey, what's up, George? <laughs>
0: Hey George! Hey, wow, that that just uh, probably just bra- brain fudged some people on the show uh, listening to the show. Hey George! Hey George! All right. Anyway, so basically, <laughs> Mr. Postwell, hey,
5: listen, uh, I can call you two other names. I just don't know if you'll be okay
0: with me <laughs> breaking K babe. All right, Gar- uh, you, uh, wait. Isn't it time for you to take out something? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> hey, so, uh, Oh, God, those were the days, Mr. Portolando. Those were the freaking days. I would never. And, and exactly. listen. We're,
5: we're talking I, about I... those were the days. We're making inside jokes on a radio station, and nobody knows what we're talking about other than the Miami crew. So do you win. All right, for those that don't know, Mr. George Alonzo and myself, were a tag team <laughs> called the Rainbow <laughs> Express back in the old ICW days, back in 2008. And oh, trust God. me, it was some of the funniest things I've done in wrestling.
0: <laughs> and we were the most over tag team Like, we didn't even need anything We were just over Plain and simple We, needed, we just needed
5: skittles and eat
0: crap <laughs> <laughs> Yep Now, now Mr. Portuando While I have you on the air Let me just say this, though With all jokes aside Thank you Seriously With all everything aside Thank you Because Literally when no one believed in me, you gave me that opportunity. So thank you very much for that. And I had some of my best times in my entire career working under your brand. So thank you very much for believing in me. Thank you very much for giving me a platform. No matter what kind of gimmick I pitched your way, even some of them were horrendous. And you know which one I'm talking about. Oh,
5: <laughs> you just reminded me of the Dark maggie or whatever. It was dark. Zach Morris, yep. whatever that was, it was terrible.
1: Yep. Oh my god. That Listen, thing? dark
5: zoggy. So look, the dark zoggy. Face, dark Z- I'm gonna look for a picture and put it on Facebook. I'm, I'm gonna look for a picture <laughs> at some point this week. I'm put that on Facebook. <laughs> oh, well, I see
0: this. the the point oh, yeah. the point is the point is Mr. Portondo. No matter how much you know fecal matter. I pitched your way. You still put up with me. So I say thank you very much for everything, and I really appreciate it.
5: Listen, no, thank you, for, thank you guys for having me on the radio. Um, trust me, thank you for putting up with my pickle matter for so many years. Listen, we're on a phase of wrestling that things are changing, and I think they're changing for the better. I think we have too much wrestling on television. Um, at least for me, there's three nights a week, Monday through Wednesday. I know other people have programs that they watch from Orlando and, on Thursday. I don't know why, but I know that there's 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 programs every day, and there's a lot of wrestling. So I, I want to thank the fans for giving up a Saturday or giving up a Friday night to watch us, no-named wrestlers, that... In, in your towns, because independent wrestling, in my opinion, carries the sport, and it's, it's a shame that a lot of fans don't know about us, and don't know about um, indie wrestling, wherever, and I'm, I'm a true proponent of support indie wrestling, whether it's, you know, here in Miami, we have The few now, we have Anarchy Wrestling coming, we have Rome and ICW, there's, there's a ton of companies, and I think it's support everyone. The more, you'll never know who you're gonna see work. Who might be on television mm-hmm. in a few weeks or a few months. Uh, Lincoln yep. Dorado wrestled one time for me, and he's he's on Monday Night Raw hopefully tonight. So, listen, it it is what it is. I think indie wrestling is the the veins that keep the heart pumping For pro
0: wrestling. Correct. And, George, uh, before you go, where can fans go to purchase the tickets for, again, for anyone who, who are just tuning in late or something? Where can fans go purchase tickets for Lucha Fest for?
5: All right. They can go to luchafest.eventbrite.com, or they can do it on our Facebook. They can do it on our website. Uh, I know there is an issue with the website today. Uh, for some reason, the link's not on there. It will be on there uh, by, by tomorrow. Um, Uh, The website is icwmiami.com. I know there's some fans that still go to the old website. The old website is there for historical purposes only. icwmiami.com gets updated. We have articles all the time. Um, And not just about ICW, but about some ICW talent and what what they may be doing. So any questions on ICW, any information you want to hear about, icwmiami.com. It is constantly getting updated. Um, right now, we're working on adding more um, more pictures to our website, more media. So, if you want to buy the tickets, icwmyami.com, lucha facebook Facebook, um and all the ICW talent will have uh, tickets available uh, soon. So, I mean, like I said, I hope I hope to see everybody there. I hope uh, I hope that everybody goes to the Polish this Saturday, or this Sunday, sorry, for the few. Uh, support all your indie wrestling, and uh, thank you. Thank you for having me on the air. Again, I mean, whatever you want. You can give me a call. I know you're doing this every Monday. I'm available, and just for speedy, you can literally catch us on YouTube.com. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, George, literally. So uh I hope you have a great night and we look forward to seeing you at Lucha Fest.
5: <laughs> Alright, no problem. Thank you, brother.
0: My pleasure. Have a great night, George. Bye. You too bye. bye Hey, that was literally a great interview, guys. <laughs> Speedy, keep counting. Keep keep up to date, man. Literally, literally, literally. That's three more. Anyway, uh <laughs> so guys. Uh, we're about you know, done with today's show, but we have two more announcements to make. Um, Millie, I know you just got some more news about the United States Championship. What's the news you got on that?
4: News tonight, it is going down. A rematch between Rusev versus Roman Reigns. Rusev is wanting his title back, and Reigns is going to be defending his title now. So it, that's actually going to be a match that no one wants to miss, honestly, because everyone knows old Bulgarian brutes is just that, a brutes, and he's Bulgarian. <laughs> <Don't play. laughs> but um, <laughs> that's definitely um, a must-see. Um, we do have a couple of um, – if you guys follow us on our fan page at Reality Check Radio, we do have a couple. Well, I do post events that are coming up for people in, you know, your local areas. Um, I do have um, with whiff of a new um, <clears throat> card that came out from Epic Champion Wrestling. Um, Overstreet is versing Aldo Rose, a.k.a. Mr. Rose from mm-hmm. uh, WWE. So um, that's actually a promising card. I looked at that, so they got a really good show coming for that one for Epic, and that's actually going to be going down. Oh, wow, I just had the date right in front of me. Sorry, guys. Saturday, October 8th in Florida, down here. So, guys, I will be definitely pulling that link up as well. You need to go check out that one. Aldo Rose. It's going to be C to see him again, you know, after the whole controversy with, uh, you know, WWE and, uh, you know, domestic violence. No one believes in that. You know, I'm just saying. Women just kick butt. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) those... Those are my announcements for right now, but when time gets closer, I definitely will be having um a lot more um you know coming towards your way guys and um definitely I'm always updating statuses, I'm always updating you know cards and everything like that because even though you you guys can't make it, I I still want you guys part of what we're doing and what you know, what's going on going on out there in the Indies, especially for um Definitely be there for Lucha Fest and uh, be bringing you um, live feeds sometimes and um, giving you results from the main card and, the, the you know, the rest of the card. So, um, you know, we're ready to rock and roll and uh, pull it out. And that was my half for today. And I'm giving it back to George. Or if you got something to say, CM Punk, let's hear it.
0: Little CM Punk, are you there?
4: Oh, uh, we
3: lost him.
0: I'm here. <laughs> he got <laughs> run over by a uh, by a reindeer. And anyway, <laughs> little punk, do uh, you, you have any any last things you want to announce before I go into my announcements?
3: Uh, no, I don't have anything to announce, George. All right. Well, George guys. Stuff.
0: Well, guys. Officially, we could now say Reality Check Radio is a licensed company in South Florida, and with that, I have two major announcements. And with that, I go to this theme song for it because I don't have drum rolls. If you could hear it,
3: there we go. So basically,
0: so guys, basically with the now uh, reality check radio being glorious and all, uh, to steal from Bobby Roode, uh, I have to say with that. And of course, being now under a South Florida license, I'm going to congratulate both these two great people that I had worked with for the last three weeks. I'm talking about none other than, of course, Ricky. Uh, Rick, uh, Rick Foley, are you there?
1: I am here, George.
0: All right. Well, Rick Foley, I want to introduce everyone to this uh, for anyone listening. Rick Foley is now our new executive producer of Reality Check Radio. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. I'm looking forward to working with you and Millie at Little Sam Punk for the foreseeable future.
0: Yep. And last but not least, drum roll, please. Janitor, come here. Janitor, you are now the new director. And Millie, you're taking over his spot. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding.
5: Uh
0: Guys... (laughs) Millie has been promoted to janitor. Anyway, no, in all
5: seriousness, <laughs> in all
0: seriousness, Millie, you've been a great asset to Reality Check Radio since you came on the program. I, I, I have to say we really reached new, new limits with you on board, and I have to say congratulations because let's go ahead and give a big round of applause to the newest Director of Reality Check Radio, Mrs. Millie Cruz.
4: Thank you. So, <laughs>
0: and, of course, we it's have a sure. caller calling. In. Oh, God. I, God, let's. What? Why? why
5: he, he never bought me my coffee. What is wrong with you? Matthew, him? what do you want? Why?
0: Why you want, Matthew? <laughs> what do you Where's want? My coffee. My <laughs> What do I want? Yes, what do you want, Matthew? What You're already our audio guy. Right. What, what? Okay, first <laughs> off, what did
2: you want again? What kind of coffee? Because I kind of gave it to a bum. They were kind of thirsty, so that was given. And, uh, yeah, I got a super cake waiting for you, Millie, okay? Besides all of that... No, Besides no, all no, of no, that, here, hold the phone. Are, whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. No, don't let no, me. Don't you want me to cut minute. a promo? I will definitely cut a promo. I
4: listen. <laughs> I am the champion here. I'm the director. I'm the one who can hire you or fire you. Like now, listen <laughs> to me. Now I asked for a lightly <laughs> hazelnut from Dunkin' Donuts with my coffee. Don't tell me you gave it away because there is definitely a super kick for
2: you. Okay. Uh, with okay, it. simmer down now, Stephanie <laughs> McMahon. T- um okay. time to say some real stuff now. Uh yeah. Um good show guys. I was listening. Awesome. Of course, you're right I over there. Yeah, Plus, you know what? You guys are graced by my presence. So unlike you know, I gotta stay oh. a little bit from Jericho. Just drink it in, man. Okay. Oh,
6: oh god. Drink it in. You
2: know what? But besides it, it, that, let's you, mute your mic. You, well, I got one thing uh-huh. for you guys. I give class uh-huh. champions a B. Matching night to me was the Cruiserweight match, of course, because, you know, my boy TJP killed it. Besides that, this past weekend
5: in New York City had a great,
2: great show at HOG, where we had the likes of Brian Cage against EC3. Amazing match, but one thing to say about that, plot twist. Ready for it? Anthony Gargan, he actually took the title, and he walked out. And a good shout a big shout out to my boys in e y f b o drastic and Ortiz. they moved on in this little uh tag team tournament that they got going on because the Hardys dropped the titles just to let you guys know that and um yeah, hmm. I'm waiting for october um somebody's gonna be up north uh hmm in a few days huh? I w- a few weeks all right she's gonna well, she's gonna get a little um Pain down below. I'm guessing. If if you know what move that oh, is.
0: Oh God. <laughs> uh, anyway. Okay, so. Listen. Uh, y- and
2: don't worry, okay. punk. When I get out there, man, you're gonna have a one-on-one chain match. Oh God. Stop. Oh God.
4: Really? Well, a, because a, Layla Singh, Layla Singh is definitely about to come out with you, Mr. Matthew. Again, you Ooh, refuse to bring me my
6: coffee.
4: And I okay. and I am the director.
0: So, All right. Like, go get me my my
4: theme but, song, Matt.
0: But, Sheesh. Oh, you
2: need a theme song? I got. You. Wait, wait. Theme song? Hmm. Maybe next week.
0: Maybe next week. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. I got one for you. I... Uh, yeah, uh, I, I muted uh, his uh, mic. Please, <laughs> his All right, we have to I'm close, not, but. Not. I'm not. I'm yeah, I. Uh, yeah. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> The I got a little message here from Lorraine, one of the originals here, the uh, Reality Check Radio Hall of Famer. Uh, she says congratulations to both you, Millie, and to Ricky uh, for your new titles with the show. So Thank basically, you. yep, big, big major yeah. props from there, especially because she was the original founder of the show with me, so... So basically, that that's huge. Those are big shoes to fill. But basically, guys, it's now time to end the, the the show. Let's do our plugs. Millie, go ahead with your plugs real quick.
4: My plugs, you can definitely follow me on Facebook or add me, whatever you want to do. Millie Cruz, or you can definitely follow me on Twitter, Mills for you, The number four, the letter U. Or find me on Instagram at Miss Awesome, at M-I-S-Z Awesome with three E's. And also, a little tip for everyone, I have just given away my wrestling name. So, definitely, I am starting to train. And um, let's see where we can go with this. And um, I'm very um, happy with the name that I have and um, the persona that, um, you know, she really is. Um, Again, Leia Mm. Sin. So I'm done with mm. my plugs. And uh, George, you know Layla Sin doesn't like uh, when we- uh, you know people who don't like women very much. So
1: go cook my get dinner
4: ready.
0: anyway. Go cook my dinner anyway.
4: Super
0: and fun. little punk. <laughs> uh,
3: my plug is you guys all follow me on Instagram at uh, little underscore cm underscore punk. You could like my. Uh, page on Facebook Little CM Punk and you can add me as a friend if you are and Nicholas Reyes and that's it George back to you alright thank you very much for
0: that little punk so guys Make sure you listen to us every week. Next week, we're going to have Aaron Solo on the show, a cruiserweight veteran. But for everyone here on Reality Check Radio, go like the fan page on on Facebook. It's Reality Check Pod. Uh, Facebook.com slash Reality Check Pod. And you could actually watch a video of live feed of Millie and myself as we now go venture into our first business uh, you know, contract or business affiliation when we meet up with Mr. J.B. Cool and The Few. Millie, are you ready? I'm totally ready. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. So, guys, for everyone here on Reality Check Radio, I want to say good night. Be safe out there. Go follow Speedy, our official photographer, which is Speedy's Productions on Facebook. And stay real. Good night, folks. Thank you all for
3: joining us.
0: Remember to come back next Monday at 6 p.m. right here on Block Talk Radio and get your dose of reality
3: check.